Joshua chapter 1, look with me, verses 12 through 16. And to the Reubenites, and to the Gadites, and to half the tribe of Manasseh, spake Joshua, saying, Remember the word which Moses the servant of the Lord commanded you, saying, The Lord your God hath given you rest and hath given you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side, Jordan. So here are the two and a half tribes. Y'all remember the story? They said, this land looks good enough to us. Why don't we just settle here? And Moses said, all right. Gave them the heart's desire. They didn't go all the way over. Uh, but watch what the Bible says. But ye shall pass before your brethren armed all the mighty men of valor and help them until the Lord have given your brethren rest as he hath given you. In other words, you're not off the hook. You still got to fight, right? Still got to fight. Bless you. Do you need some water? Okay. And uh, so he said, and, and they also have possessed, uh, he said, uh, until the Lord has given your brethren rest as he has given you, and they also have possessed the land which the Lord your God giveth them, then you shall return unto the land of your possession and enjoy it, which Moses the Lord's servant gave you on this side, Jordan, toward the sun rising. And they answered Joshua, saying, All that thou commandest us, we will do, and whithersoever thou sendest us, we will go. Pretty submissive bunch. Amen. So, uh, interesting, interesting uh, principles that we want to draw from this morning. Uh, focusing on that part where it says, But ye shall pass before your brethren armed, all the mighty men of valor, and help them until the Lord have given your brethren rest as he hath given you. And now I begin my reading of my devotion. <clears throat> How can we rest when our brothers cannot? The burden that is now upon God's men to fight the good fight of faith has never been greater. There are many who, even as Gideon, may still be in the fight, but they are oh so weary and faint. And I know that we're not in the book of, uh, we're not reading about Gideon here, but Gideon is an example that we're also drawing from. Uh, remember that he was weary and faint. Gideon did have 300 men helping him win the victory. But where are the coalitions of faith in our generation? Uh, where are we uniting in great numbers and in great unity for the sole purpose of preaching and spreading the gospel to untold regions of the world? Oh, that's right. We have our coalitions all right, but 
Are they not merely for men's causes and men's colleges and men's denominations and men's agendas? Please forgive the cynicism, but I only want to make a point, and that is this. We, the body of Christ, seem to be disproportionately more divided than we are united. It seems as if we are more interested in discovering all of the reasons why we should not work together than we are finding the reasons that we should. Don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying that there is no unity in the body of Christ. But I am saying that unity seems to be more of an exception rather than a rule. I find it interesting that the Lord, through the hand of Joshua, had to instruct these men to fight for their brethren. I have to believe that were the instructions not given, they might have never thought of it. <laughs> they might have chosen to stay at home in ease and comfort while their brethren went into the heat of the battle to fight for the luxuries that they have not yet, as yet, been able to afford. Aren't we often the same way? When we've reached our goals and when we've achieved our accomplishments, we have a tendency to prematurely enjoy the fruits of our labor when our brothers and sisters in Christ have not yet the victory. I believe God is calling all of us who claim to know Christ to be sure that we do our part in helping strengthen our brothers and sisters in Christ for the battle that is ahead and then march alongside them into their battleground to help them gain the victory we already know. It is easier for us to let others pay the price while we sit in our comfort than it is to rise up and help share the load of being in battle for victory together. May God help us to get a renewed vision and burden today to do our part in helping bear each other's burdens. No fellow soldier of the cross should be left alone in the battle. We should come to their side and help fight for sweet victory together. And God's children say amen. amen. It's a tremendous thought. And I'll just add a little bit to it, but uh, I want to focus on that last thought. We should never leave a soldier to fight alone. Amen. If you see somebody struggling, you know, a lot of times we're also, and I didn't cover this in my devotion because they're intentionally, deliberately short. You can't preach a sermon in a devotion. Amen. But sometimes I wish I could. <laughs> uh, how, and I'm not accusing anybody of doing this, but I can speak for myself. There have been times in my life that instead of helping someone when they were down, I assessed their situation from a distance and concluded that had they not misbehaved, they wouldn't have been in that mess to start with. If they got themselves in that mess, they can get themselves out. <laughs> Lord forgive us. Amen. Uh, or worse, 
I've already paid my price for my victory. You've got to pay your dues, honey. But before we get so judgmental or arrogant or whatever you want to call it, let's just ask ourselves one question. Have you ever had to fight alone for your victories? And if so, do you remember how it felt to have to fight alone? Do you remember how you wished and prayed to God that just one person would care enough to come alongside and bear that burden? Even one. And so what we've got to do is we've got to insulate ourselves from the temptation of becoming that person that we so resented when we were fighting alone. That person that we thought should have helped us. Don't become the person that somebody else thinks they should help me. But they're not. Be that person that helps. Be that person. Now, I know that we are all somewhat limited in our strengths, our resources, uh, our talents. And, and God never asks for anything that's not in your hand. He asks for your heart and He asks for your, what's in your hands. Amen. And, and, and what God does is He makes up the difference between your inadequacy and His, super, and his power. So you, you might be like, uh, you remember, I'll give you this biblical illustration. I believe it was Paul and Silas, if my memory serves me correctly, in the book of Acts, uh, going through the temple, and there was a, there was a, a lame man sitting by the gate that was called beautiful and he was asking for alms or, or asking for money and uh, and Peter looked down at him <laughs> and this is my visualization he pulled his pockets out says silver and gold have I none but such as I have give I thee what we're good at doing is silver and gold have I none but we're not as good or quick at saying such as I have, give I thee. My question for you today is, what can you contribute to help your brothers and sisters win their battle? If it's prayer, then pray. If it's a word of encouragement, then do that. It don't cost you nothing but the breath in your lungs to speak a word of encouragement. Amen. And sometimes that's all somebody needs. It's just a voice of hope in their lives. Amen. But whatever you have, whether it's monetary or whether it's just spiritual or whatever, you know, be sure to help your brothers and sisters fight. And don't join the crowd that's so quick to find reasons not to help fight their battle. Because at the end of the day, regardless of whether, we sometimes we question people's motives. Well, what if I help them but their heart's in it for the wrong reason? What if they just drain me dry? And I've done nothing but, you know, waste my resources. I can tell you this much. You do need to walk with wisdom. Amen. But if you'll do it as unto the Lord and not unto men, especially when the Lord is leading you, God will compensate you in ways that you cannot imagine. And that doesn't necessarily mean He'll give you penny for penny. But that means He'll meet your every need. He'll make sure that whatever you... Uh, contributed 
in the day that you're in need of whatever that was that you gave away, that you'll have what you need. Even if it's strength, maybe you have exhausted yourself emotionally for somebody else and now you're so drained emotionally that you don't have anything left to contribute to your marriage. This happens all the time. Uh, husbands know how to help other people but they don't know how to help their own wife. Or wives know how to help other people but they don't know how to help their own husband. Amen. Uh, all I'm saying is if you drain yourself for the cause of Christ, you can go to the Lord and He will refill you. He will strengthen you and He'll give you more than enough. Amen. He'll give you more than enough. But you do need to go to the Lord to get replenished, to get strength, to get courage. So there's just some food for thought on helping others get through the battle.